This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, August 5th, 2019. Make sure you're following the show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make you and make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. The Shanice Lewis Show is an official media sponsor of the 2019 TCF Style Expo happening August 9th through the 11th at the Omni Hotel at the CNN Center in Atlanta. For tickets and more information, visit www.tcfstyleexpo.com. And today we have a very special guest. Carissa Aniking is the creator of Fat Girl Flow, a body positive blog launched in 2015. Fat Girl Flow has been featured on several major media outlets, including Huffington Post, Cosmopolitan, Life and Style, and the Daily Mail. Carissa will be featured at the 2019 TCF Style Expo Blogger Mastermind in Atlanta, and we're going to learn all about her today. Let's welcome Carissa to the show. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here. I'm doing fantastic. So were you confident growing up, or was that something that you had to grow into in adulthood? Um, well, I'm an Aries, so I'm, I've been pretty confident <laughs> for a lot of my life. I think that, I think that the confidence um, maybe wasn't so much in my body when I was growing up, but I've definitely always been pretty outspoken and, you know, a little bit more um, out there <laughs> than a lot of people. I did struggle a lot uh, when I was younger. I had an eating disorder, and I really kind of tried to force myself into this box that people wanted me in and came into the confidence in my body much later in life than I think a lot of people do. Now, you started your body, not your body, your blogging. You started your <laughs> blogging by um, just journaling uh, just for release to self-help yourself? Or tell me the story yeah. how you got started. Yeah. Um, so I decided that what I was going to do was just start kind of recording my journey through fashion. I had I had kind of got to a place where I felt like I had been wearing the same stuff um, for so long. And I had been doing it because that's kind of what society had told me would look good on me. I only wore, you know, cinched in waists and always just always things that I knew people would find acceptable on me. So I decided to start blogging and kind of recording my journey of trying new styles and trying new things out and just letting people know how that felt for me. And also along the way, kind of providing people resources for where to find those clothes. So you initially started with fashion at the beginning, because I thought 
um, you were just blogging about like a journal about yourself at first, but you really started with fashion. <laughs> I did. Well, I definitely, when I started blogging, when I started Fat Girl Flow, I was not like messing around. I knew that I wanted to do it as a job. And, uh, you know, I think that, I think that there's plenty of blogs where people kind of journal and they do great for themselves, but where it's, 2019, uh, you got to be blogging about something that, you know, people really want to listen to. So I wanted to kind of hit the ground running and make sure that I had something that would be useful for people while kind of also sharing my story. So I wanted to be really useful in that I wanted to share where to shop for plus size clothing and let people know where I was getting all of these things. Now, where did the name Fad Girl Flow come about? So in 2015, there was a lot of, um, there was a hashtag on Instagram where people were hashtagging workflow and they were just like, you know, showing pictures of themselves working in their offices and stuff and kind of um, talking about like what their, what their career looks like and what their work life looks like and stuff. And so I decided that just a play on that kind of workflow um, would be if I started saying fat girl flow, like this is my, this is my flow through my day. And this is what, this is what the flow of my life looks like, you know? Yes. I do remember the hashtag cause I used to put hashtag church flow when I post the picture. Yes, going to yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people think, a lot of people think that, um, I, I've had a few people ask if fat girl flow means that I rap and I'm like, Oh, Oh no, definitely not. There will be uh, I, I'm not even coming close to trying to rap. So <laughs> definitely not that kind of flow much more about like, you know, the flow of your day. Right. Right. Now you call yourself a fat activist. For someone that is listening that has never heard that term before, how does your activism differ from mainstream body positivity? So I, you know, I'm probably one of the only people who isn't, uh, who's a fat activist who also doesn't say like, I won't use the word body positivity. I think that body positivity is a very important thing. I think that it is, um, I think that it is a word that gets a little bit watered down by mainstream sources. Um, Fat activism is very much the, it is a movement of people to make cultural change towards being more accepting of fat bodies. It is also a movement to make um, like changes even to our societal structures. So fat activists very much focus on making, it's almost like disability activism in a way where we make things more accessible for fat people. We really talk about um, diet culture and we talk a lot about how, you know, there is no acceptable body and how we have to make room for all bodies as opposed to just loving ourselves. I think body positivity is kind of based in this idea that we all should love ourselves because we're all perfect and we're all beautiful. And that is absolutely true. Fat activism just focuses more on creating change and creating um, that change within the systems that oppress people. 
would you say that fat, fat activism is more radical or militant than the normal body positivity? Um, <laughs> I would say radical for sure. Uh, I think that there are definitely groups of fat activists that are very militant. Um, I think that there's groups of all people that are very militant. Um, I think that it, it is a radical idea. And I, you know, this is why I say I, I don't think body positivity is bad. I think that there are people who really have these big ideas, right? And we need, we need that kind of, middle ground to help us disseminate those ideas to larger audiences. Because if I went into a place and I just started talking about how, you know, systems are oppressing fat people and nobody had, and nobody had ever even heard about body positivity, there's no way to reach those people. They just look at me like, what are you talking about? So I think body positivity is a great way to kind of reach those people in the center where, where, you know, we could make a little bit more movement. Now, you're very popular on YouTube, and you're vocal about some of your opinions about body positivity on YouTube, and sometimes it causes an uproar. Um, <laughs> tell us about some of the things that you've talked about that got people all upset. Um, so, specifically, there was uh, one video where I made a video that says dieting is not body positive. Um, I wanted to, you know, of course on YouTube, you are trying to catch people's attention. So people like to look at the title and then not really listen to what I'm saying. But in the video, um, what I address is just how diet culture and how our society placing all of these demands on women's bodies so that we can become smaller is, is not body positive. It's not something that leads us to love ourselves. It's not something that leads us to feel more empowered in our bodies. And specifically in the video, what I had talked about was um, influencers, bloggers, and YouTubers who promote uh, diet industry stuff such as Weight Watchers. Um, I talked a lot about how I think that that's very it's, it's harmful as uh, leaders in the community to promote things that might be systemically damaging, especially to young people. And yeah, it got it got a little bit of uh, it got a little bit uproarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so. I heard you say that you, uh, you know, wanted to get people's attention with your YouTube video. That's the purpose of making the videos. Is being a little provocative in your videos and your pictures on Instagram, is that a part of your brand on purpose? I think that being provocative is kind of, I mean, I think that that is inherent anytime you're talking about something that people won't agree with. Um, and so I definitely, I, I go into a lot of things knowing that people aren't going to agree, but I'm not necessarily trying to provoke them. Um, I think that I am aware that some of my ideas are a little bit more radical and I feel okay about that. I'm not trying to hide that. I definitely like on YouTube, I don't, I definitely don't try to 
shy away from those things. I'm not necessarily doing it to reach an audience that hates me or anything. I want to just find people who are like-minded. But sometimes saying big things and, you know, getting a lot of negative attention um, can also help you find a few people who really needed to hear your message. And those Mm. are the people who I really care about uh, being provocative towards, really. And in four short years, you've really built a career and brand for yourself. But before you got to this point, what were some of your major major obstacles with building your brand? You know, I think that one of the things, especially anyone who's doing fashion, blogging kind of stuff um, is always going to struggle with is figuring out how to show people things that they want to see and being resourceful to people um, without going broke. I mean, you really have to, you have to show people outfits and you kind of, I, I find, I see a lot of influencers these days kind of trying to live this life that looks very, very pretty. Um, but it, it, you know, I mean, that kind of life can really put you in the hole. So I think that finding a way to connect with people and finding a way to be resourceful without, you know, making yourself go broke in the first couple of years is always the goal. For me, what I did, um, instead of just like spending tons of money buying outfits and stuff, I I have a vast knowledge of all of the places you can shop for plus size stuff. So I decided to make these lists on my website about where you can shop for plus size dresses, where you can shop for plus size coats, where you can shop for wide width shoes. And I decided that that would be a good way to get people to come to my blog, to see what I'm talking about without me spending a ton of money just so they're looking at my outfits. Do you feel the plus industry is putting too much focus on social media followers? And does that put added pressure on you? Um, you know, I think that I'm a little bit removed from that. Um, I So I live in Kansas. And so I'm not in L.A. or or New York or really anywhere with, like, a thriving uh, fashion community, you know. And so I think that I've been really lucky that I'm kind of I'm kind of in the Midwest and I don't really have to pay attention to those things. Those things aren't something that come up in my daily conversations with my friends. So for me, I don't think that stuff matters. However, do I see a lot of I see a lot of kind of competition between plus size bloggers and stuff. And I think a lot of that really truly just comes from us not talking to each other enough and not communicating, um, not communicating how we're succeeding enough. I really think that if we created communities that shared how to succeed, it would help all of us level up and we would all be doing significantly better. And we'd be, we, we could start making as much money as the straight size girls who are blogging, but there seems to be a hesitance um, since our community is much smaller in, excuse me, in sharing those resources. So with uh, the bloggers uh, competing against one another and not sharing resources with each other, have you experienced any mean girl behavior in the plus industry? 
<laughs> um, I'm like I said, I I feel very lucky that I am not like super super involved in any drama on the coast or anything like that. I do think that I do think that a lot of our audience doesn't know that most of us know each other or most of us have in some way interacted with one another. And so when people see maybe a couple plus size bloggers who don't interact very much, I think that they just assume we don't know each other, but usually we know each other and we have decided not to interact. So I think that, you know, I definitely think that there is some, there is some drama behind the scenes, but I feel like I'm lucky enough that I don't really, I'm not, I'm not usually in it, which I appreciate. <laughs> well, do you travel and go to lots of events and, and meet the bloggers in person at different events? I have. Yeah. Um, so I went to KirbyCon, uh, I believe, in 2017, and I was so lucky to meet, like, five or ten of my closest blogging friends. And, you know, the truth is I have I have many, many friends in the blogging community that um, that I talk to every day. You know, I have a few really close girlfriends that I can always talk to, I can always ask questions to, and... And I have an even bigger group of people who are, you know, acquaintances who are, who are friends, maybe not the best of friends, but who I really get along with and who I'm always happy to see whenever I go to events. And the truth is, I really do think that this community is very close knit and very kind to each other, you know, even if there is that kind of sometimes drama behind the scenes. Right, right. Now, one of the things that I think you're very passionate about is size discrimination. Do you think there needs to be more uh, diversity within the plus industry and the campaigns that the retailers put out? Yeah, I do. I think that, you know, I started, when I started blogging, I was a size 24. Uh, I am now a size 28. And uh, it has been an interesting ride that those couple sizes um, have really made it, I mean, it's decreased my options for shopping, I would say, by 60%. And it's it's amazing how many people there are who are just completely unable to shop at so many of the places that say they are size inclusive. You know, stopping at a size 24 really isn't, is, is, is not size inclusive. It leaves out a huge chunk of the population. Um, and I sell, we, I sell merchandise, uh, specifically shirts that say fat B word. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it. Um, yeah, you can say it. They, okay, they, the shirts say fat bitch on them and they have like, it has a little heart around it. And these shirts have sold so well and we could not find t-shirts up to size 6x to print these on so we actually got with a manufacturer and we created our own t-shirts to have this merchandise printed on um because we just we couldn't find anything up to 6x and overwhelmingly every time we reprint these shirts every time we print something new on these shirts up to 6x always the biggest sizes sell out Every single time, the biggest sizes sell out. And I think that there is just this 
huge gap in the market where people above size 24, size 24 to 30 are not being catered to. And people are just missing out on tons of money. You know, I mean, even of course, I want these things to happen because I want people to have access to them. But I mean, more than that, these brands are just missing out on such a huge, huge market. And so, yeah, I do. I advocate a lot for implementing larger sizes and trying to think beyond the scope of size 10 to 24. And tell me what does fat bitch represent? If you wearing a t-shirt that says fat bitch, what does that mean? (laughs) Um, So I, you know, I have, I have a, uh, tumultuous history with the phrase fat bitch. I remember being called a fat bitch maybe for the first time when I was around 12 years old. And I think that a lot of people who have been fat or who even are fat now are very familiar with the phrase because it is something that is thrown at us so often. Um, there was one time I remember driving in my car and these these guys were hanging out of their windows, hitting on me. And I rolled my window up. And the second I roll my window up, they start screaming at me that I'm a fat bitch. And it's like, yeah, well, you loved me until five seconds ago when I rejected you. And I think that <laughs> I think that this fat bitch concept really was birthed from taking back that. Um, that phrase and really saying, Hey, I am a fat bitch. And you know, you can't use that against me and you can, people have been saying it forever and I'm just reclaiming it and I'm going to put power in it. And I'm going to call myself a fat bitch before anybody else can. And we're just going to take it back. We're going to take back that saying and represent it. And besides that one T-shirt that you have that's really popular, you have a whole line of products? Yeah, we do. We um, So we really focus on T-shirts just because, of course, we're really, we're really proud that we made these T-shirts up to size 6X and we designed them so that they were perfect for fat people's bodies. You know, we made sure they were long enough and we made sure the arms were big enough and they're still in a very – like pretty feminine cuts. They aren't the big boxy unisex tees. So we focus on t-shirts. There are t-shirts that say all sorts of different things on them. Uh, We have one that says fat and proud, and we have one that says fat brat, and we have a couple others. And we also sell some pins and hats, and we just created, we actually sold out very fast. We just created fanny packs. Um, and the waist size went up to size, oh, I want to say 77 inches. So they had a really large circumference that you could go up to, and we're really proud of those, and those sold out really fast. So we're coming out with new stuff. So is that um, one of your dreams to be like a, a have a whole fashion line that goes up to 6X or 7X? No. <laughs> no. No, I <laughs> I um I am definitely I do not consider myself a fashionista at all. Like I am not I am definitely not like the most fashionable person. I'm just 
some girls trying to figure out what clothes to wear, you know, but I do want, I want our merchandise to feel very inclusive and I want to be able to keep creating these things for people um, as we grow. And one of the cool things about our t-shirts is that now we're able to wholesale them so we can, and really that is my dream is to get those, get those shirts out into people's hands so that other creators can be making shirts up to 6x now this weekend you will be at the tcf style expo in atlanta now are you excited for this evening i'm so excited i'm i am very very excited i have not been to the style expo yet so I am looking forward to it. I have been friends with Marie. I mean, Marie has been like such an incredible teacher to me. And we've known each other, I mean, since I started blogging. And I have not met her. So I'm very excited to meet Marie. And I'm really excited just to meet everyone who's going to be there. And are you going to drop a bunch of gems to the bloggers that want to get to your level? <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. You know, like I said, um, I went into blogging knowing that I wanted to make money and I was not playing around. Like I was not working a nine to five anymore. And so I really, I feel like I definitely have a lot of information that I want to share with people that I want to get out there. And like I said, I really believe in all of us sharing resources. That's a very important thing to me. I don't believe in like secrecy around numbers or anything like that. I really think that the more we share, the better we all are. So I'm excited to share as much as I can with everyone. Now, will you be selling merchandise this weekend at the expo or you're just coming as a speaker? I am just coming as a speaker. Um, everyone can buy merch at thatgirlflow.merchtable.com. Um, but I will probably be wearing one of the shirts at some point, but I will not be set up uh, with a booth or anything. So do you have anything else coming up we should be on the lookout for or we should know about? You know, <laughs> honestly, the things that I have coming up are all – kind of centered around my blog, fatgirlflow.com. And we're doing some really cool things over there. We're trying to um, start creating some like new outfit inspiration. We're going to have some Halloween stuff coming up and all sorts of fun stuff like that. So definitely go check out the blog. Um, Other than that, though, we are after TCS, we are going to take a little travel break and we're going to get to be home for a couple months, which will be really nice. Nice. It's always nice to get some rest. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) So before you go, tell us your official website and all of your social media profiles so we can keep up with everything you have going on. Yeah, so you can find me at fatgirlflow.com. I'm also on Instagram at fatgirlflow, and I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash fatgirlflowblog. I, we, you know, we're kind of all over social media all the time, but we, I really focus on um, Instagram and Facebook. And YouTube is big for you too, right? Yes, yes, I'm on YouTube too. <laughs> I'm Fat Girl Flow on YouTube as well. 
<laughs> well, awesome. We're definitely going to follow you everywhere. And I look forward to meeting you this weekend. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm so excited to meet you. So enjoy the rest of your uh, week, and I'll see you in Atlanta. Thanks so much. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you to my fabulous guest this evening, Carissa. Make sure you check her out at the TCF.expo at the Blogger Mastermind. I've been your host, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health, Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! (sighs) Smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon.